0: In the Stanley Cup playoffs, the Oilers fans are represented by two separate yet equally important groups, the Secret Professor and the High Priest of Oilers Magic. These are their stories. Well, High Priest, um, another big win. Uh, Really uh, pretty convincing all-around team effort uh, capped off by incredible performances by uh, Connor McDavid. Leon Dryside, Olevander Kane had a hat trick. Showing really good finish on uh, some plays, um, you know. I think it's a pretty interesting time. i there's so many things I want to talk to you about, but I think you know, given that we did just see probably one of the most uh, joyous Oilers games in decades, uh, why don't you just tell me uh, how you uh, how you felt coming
1: out of it? Um, pretty good. It was like a, it was a real whooping. Uh, dry Saddle obviously broke a record for most assists in the period. Mike Smith had a WWF style entrance. Um, yep. I mean Connor McDavid is uh, it's like getting silly you know what I mean like it's like it's like Michael Jordan-esque and I can't even believe like you know like that comparison should be reserved for for nobody ever but it's getting to be like that so that one zone entry where he put it through his feet so like And and in, and the spin- stuff, like
0: i feel like he's 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 like changing the game of hockey showing how effective uh like with if you have enough agility to pull it off the spinner like he's 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 elevated the ceiling of the spinorama and the whole team is trying it out now too. It's like, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's catching like wildfire. I mean, yeah. Yeah.
1: So yeah, I felt, uh, I felt pretty good. That was a very dominant performance. I still don't feel like Calgary has given the Oilers their best game yet. Calgary seems really out of sorts. Like, I don't really know. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like they seem, we'll get to how out of sorts they are
0: yeah we'll get to we'll get to all the calgary stuff i mean there's bit, the post game there's a lot there
1: there's the post game out of sorts which was absolutely ridiculous but in the game itself like they're really giving up a lot of odd-man rushes like constantly
0: and just well like, and, and 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 they're not able to deal with the, the pressure of the Oilers defense and how how hard they are in their sticks and how good the checking is, you know, like the Oilers the the big the big tail of the game for me is how
1: well the Oilers are shutting the flames down. Yeah, I I mean I suppose it's just it's pretty surprising because it looks like a completely different team than the one I saw in the Dallas series where they were Holy getting so much, so many shots to the net. And that Dallas team is known for being, you know, super stingy. So, I don't know. I think in that first game in Edmonton, there was a lot of – I don't think they were prepared for uh, how much of a zoo Rogers' place is right now. I know Rasmus Anderson says the dome is way louder, but uh, – Yeah, it, I saw that. It,
0: that's such bullshit.
1: It really is. Like – Rasmus Anderson is a uh, huge liar, it turns out. Um, but I do think they were rattled by that.
0: Uh, I think yeah, they were rattled know. by that
1: in, in addition to how well the
0: Oilers have fucking dominating them since yeah, that suppose. wacky game, that wacky weird game one that kind of, well, because of how two. wacky it
1: was. And game two.
0: The beginning of game two, anyway. Beginning game two, yeah. yeah. Like And in terms of like like really since game one, we have just not let them get that many good looks. Like all their shots are no. from the outside. Absolutely. We're, we're pressuring it. And when they're, when they're trying to make plays, we've got guys on them, making it hard for them to make good solid plays and get a cycle going. Like the 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 commitment to defense and, and the stick checking in particular, I really want to call for out. Sure. I feel for like sure. Jay Woodcroft, you know, famous for giving his players one or two simple things to focus on. I think he said to the entire team, look, skate like the wind towards them and every single time you pass a, a flame player they have to feel your stick on their stick and yeah and, and you have to be trying to stick check them and knocking their stick constantly because that's what they're all doing it's it's yeah. it's fantastic to see and it's uh you know it, it it's just throwing a wet blanket on anything calgary's trying to do
1: yeah that was a hallmark of uh scotty bowman's teams too back in the day and the wings were notorious for just like that, just like you said, every time they would give go past you or every time they'd go for the puck, they'd let you know you were, they were there, you know? It was just constant stick checking. So I bet and, you that's I, something I, he picked up.
0: And it's kind of like the the like paragon or like the virtuous version of what the Flames are doing, which is trying to get in like dirty slashes and, and stick work and dirty hits and like whatever the fuck they can, every yeah. chance they get. Like they're such you know a what dirty though? team, like, man.
1: The Flames... I'm kind of surprised by their lack of physicality, to be honest with you. I expected this to be a much more physical series, and it's not, really. It, has it lived up to, to the, I mean, I'm sure the expectations were a bit hyperbolic, but has it even, would you describe it as an intensely physical series?
0: Um... Probably not. I mean, I think it's yeah, it's it's a, different, it's a different kind of physical. Other like it's physical. Like after the whistle, more like not really. That I mean,
1: not really. Like, like t- to, to be, be honest, though, stuff after the I'm not going
0: to complain about it, though, because to be honest, I think that like the like that could potentially as long as we're beating Calgary if we're beating them absolutely defense that's like not necessarily physical it's more positional and
1: oh it plays into the Oilers hands
0: yeah and we're breaking we're breaking up passes we're in the passing lanes really great blocking shots it's just like the just the 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 overall team commitment to defense led by Connor McDavid and Drysaddle who's always been good um like it's it's really special to see i mean especially because oh, it's, yeah. it, it's not as though this is this is the 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 team that we necessarily have always seen like we've seen a team that plays a, a variety of styles but like this time of year to see them committing this hard's defense in the second round generous in the, description in in the fires of the second round
1: yeah 100 um, uh, percent.
0: and i just i take such joy in how Uh, Like flustered the flames are right now I want to I want to return to a question this came up in the discord, by the way, if you want to join us on patreon.com slash handkerchief dynasty you get access to the exclusive discord chat. Um, One of our discord. uh, uh, Users was saying how they agreed with me that he they, they felt like there was a coaching advantage in our favor. Um, and I think you see a part of that like last game there were a lot of flames players that like looked like they were constantly dying to get out on the ice and were just like almost frustrated that Sutter wasn't giving them the go ahead you know what I mean like they were dangling off the off the edge of the boards and I feel yeah. like that I feel like one of the one of the ways in which the flames are reeling is they're saying oh well, if the oilers are just like relying on their top guys to do it why why don't we just put our top guys out there all the time you know why don't we like pass pass it to them in the same way and Sutter's not really doing that he's kind of refusing and i think that i think that's kind of like there's almost like a little bit of division um, amongst the group to a certain extent that's just like a, sp- a pure speculation on my part but well I it's the be same old thing
1: it's the same old thing with the Sutter team right like a Sutter team the Sutter mentality will carry you so far but the catch to it is that as soon as it goes south it's over and it's over in a very drastic way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's over in a way where like you wake up in the morning and you can't believe what's going on, right? You're like, oh my gosh, like what? Like this, is, this, is like, this isn't <laughs> what I want at all.
0: That's you know like a, mean? it's like a glass cannon in game design terms. Like it's really powerful, but it's super like brittle and vulnerable. Right. Yeah. yeah,
1: a glass cannon. Yeah, um, so it's the exact same thing. Like it's always been the story, right? It's what happened in LA. It's it's a question of what happens first: success or Sutter gets locked out of the locker, like locked out of the dressing room. Like it's one of those things is going to happen, and it's a race to the finish. I'm not saying it's there yet, but I mean, you're right. He did look not necessarily. I would. I mean, I guess out coached, but also just like really, yeah. Well, poor I decisions mean, decisions, uh, uh, and then the whole. I mean, the aftermath of Game three is a conversation unto itself because it's been like quite frankly, I'm shocked at how the flames are talking about like what they think is going on. You know what I mean? It's insane. This whole it's one guy playing half the game.
0: oh, it's it's like it's so beyond ridiculous, like what they're trying like what they're trying to do is. That's just like table talk. That's like bullshit table talk that some guy in a track suit who's like sweaty and annoying is like trying to win the game by just being a fucking asshole and pissing the other player off getting them off their game like they're trying to say oh yeah like fuck you Oilers like it's all it's all just McDavid like it's not like your team is just anything to be proud of it's like first of all total bullshit that yeah. was a total team. Like, literally every single player that came out of oh the locker room, gosh. including the backup goalie, contributed to that win. 100%.
1: To Hyman fucking Yamamoto,
0: McLeod, yeah. Exco, go totally. down the entire fucking lineup. Yeah, the entire, entire fucking lineup. CC, there's not a name out there that did not battle like hell to help them dominate that that game top to, top to bottom.
1: But I think the Flames legitimately believe that that's what's going on. Like, the Flames players think that, like... Well they're just in denial and denied. even, it, even that, when you talk to like I've talked to Flames fans and it's the same thing like they can't they're blinded by McDavid. It's like you know <laughs> do you not realize like we also they also have Leon Draisaitl, Evander Kane got a hat trick, Hyman's been an absolute beast and Mike Smith is playing the pants off of Markstrom like it's oh, insane
0: and, and meanwhile the other team the rest of the team is helping to fucking shut the entire flames down i mean yeah it's 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 didn't if, if they do believe it it's purely denial uh, like a coping like a coping mechanism you know like oh that that must have been a grizzly that i saw that's what there's I no way there's no way that was bigfoot there's because i just don't have the like mental like lexicon to make sense of what's going on they're frustrated you know like they're they're their minds are all leaving their bodies in the way the secret professor's mind leaves his bodies when things get tough. Like they're, they're not con- handling it well.
1: It's confusing to me because like I said, like I still don't think, like I was expecting a lot more out of the Calgary Flames, I guess is what I'm saying. And like, totally. I think uh,
0: so. Like where doing. is
1: it? Like where, like if you're not, if they're not going to bring it, is it just that they can't bring it? Like they're just completely stymied? I think, um, because it's not like the Oilers are, I mean, they're playing very well, but I don't, I don't think any team really is unbeatable, right? Like, you have uh, a minimum of four games to put some cobble together some sort of plan to at least uh, throw a wrench in the works, right? To, To try to figure out something. And like the Flames, I don't know, it's not like this is an unfamiliar opponent, like they know, who the Oilers are and they're big guys, you know. Like, uh, Kachuk has really done like, I guess he got a hat trick in that circus game, but other than that, like, he's been a complete non-factor. Looch, as well, and for that matter, Johnny Goudreau, like, super quiet, yeah. Not and Zanderoff, like, the, their impact players aren't really making an impact. I keep waiting for it to happen because to me, that was the one area of the game that the flames had the edge in and it's the thing i was most concerned about is how the oilers would react to getting smacked in the mouth but it just hasn't happened
0: yeah um it's interesting to see i mean the thing is though like in the playoffs it is the case that sometimes for whatever reason you know reasons we don't know or that are impossible to discern um teams you know, have trouble showing up, or they're the, the whatever else is going on. It just leads to the result, and and it's it's a it's fluid. It's a spectrum because the Oilers are playing well. You know, I think I think part of it is what you're talking about in terms of Sutter hockey being a little bit of a glass cannon. Um, you know, I also think, quite frankly, to get back to the coaching matchup, that you know, right now, I think Jay Woodcroft's group he has them playing uh, a lot more together with a spirit of core oh, with, yeah, with like, a, with, with, with a joyousness, with like a belief and, and, and without any kind of like, you know, anyone feeling like they have to do it on their own or that they're maligned or put upon. Whereas I think probably some of Sutter's players are a little frustrated feeling a little bit like, you know, they have to do it on their own or, you know, maybe the coach doesn't have full belief in them because like Sutter doesn't exactly exude quiet confidence and 100% always like, I mean, he, the first thing he said in the press conference after the game was, you know, I think some of our young players were, were thrown off by the atmosphere, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, when a Sutter team loses, when a Sutter team loses to a team that is playing the style of hockey that Edmonton is playing, I mean, the wheels could come off that Sutter team very fast because that's like, their worst nightmare, right? It's the one thing, like a, you know, a faster, more talented team with a new school coach is like the last thing Daryl Sutter wants to come up against.
0: Absolutely, you know, absolutely. Um, also, what did, what did you think of Sutter not coming out to do a presser today? He sent out one of his associates. I thought that was kind of interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah, I kind of I think that like. I think Sutter's like uh, pretty pissed off is the feeling I get. I, like sometimes when Sutter comes back after uh, a rough period, like the second was last night, I've noticed that his collar is loosened and his like tie is loosened as though he's just been like losing his mind in the locker room. And I think that uh, Sutter is just like really, really upset And if he had gone in to do a presser today, upset with guys on his team. Like, I don't think the comments by Kachuk and Rasmus Anderson went over well with Daryl Sutter. You know? I don't think any coach, if they have one of their players saying, it's one guy beating us, like, that's Mm. rough, right? Mm. Like, it's a team game. And Daryl Sutter is such, like, a team guy. I, I think that he was just like, I'm not doing this because I'll only make things worse. Like, they're going to ask me questions and there's going to be no way I'm going to be able to, like, even though he's, he's, I mean, Sutter gets a lot of run for being sort of, like, um, uh, emotionally almost like a robot, right? But he's not really like that at all. No. He's an extremely emotional guy. Absolutely. It's just the way he kind of it's he's like kind of deadpan. He's, got, well, he's deadpan. It
0: makes up the old so like 1950s him. kind of like tough guy thing where like he yeah, kind of hides it. So
1: much, yeah. But the, he doesn't hide it at all. Is what I'm saying. And I think there was no way for him to do a presser after that game and then those comments by guys on his team that would make things better. You know, mm. that was that was my read of him not doing the press conference today.
0: That's an interesting take. I mean. I, I agree. He probably would not be too keen on the whole. <clears throat> Plus, another thing that's bullshit about the one guy beat us thing, it's like, yeah, the one guy who's probably the greatest player of all time, at least he's looking like that right now, elevating his game to an insane level, just shattering all kinds of expectations and categories and also leading his team and inspiring his yeah. team and really being that MVP. You know, it's, it's like... I mean, he, I just... It's, you it's, never so, it's, it's so insulting. You
1: just never say it. But, like, but they, they just want to
0: they're just saying it to piss people off. So like, we can't really play it, but who is play it to their hands. Off? Like, but like, pissing off Oilers fans on Twitter. They're like, uh, one, yeah, pers- but one person. I don't think
1: it's pissing them off. I think that they're just Oilers fans are being like, are you serious? Like, uh, I almost feel bad. Like that's so not what's happening. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's not, I'm not angry about it or upset about it. I'm just like, wow, like you're really like barking up the wrong tree. Like that's what you think is going on. I'm surprised more than anything i'm surprised and you just never say that like you never it's such like a bad look like you know again i'll throw it back to the bulls and there's no way that you give that guy that much run after a game like that like you just don't say oh it's just that one guy out there we just can't handle him we just like it's there's no like why would you ever say that? It's just well, it's
0: also couching it as though it's some sort of insult. It's like they have yeah, the best player; no he's sense. playing great. It's just one guy, though. It's just one guy. It's not like they have a whole team. It's like, well, what the fuck is your whole team doing, buddy? Like it's you've got a whole ex- team.
1: Ex- it's such like an excuse. Like you know what I mean? Like I was surprised to hear them just making excuses like that. Like to be, shows, fair, like- to be
0: fair, he has shattered so many ankles. I mean, I'm, I honestly think that probably most of the players for sure. playing for the Flames right now. Are literally going home, looking in the mirror, and thinking, "What the fuck does the world expect of me? How am I sp- how am I supposed to beat these killers?" You know, yeah, I don't it's like, know. It's like I you mean, go you go into, you know, the like opening pool of like the Street Fighter World Championships in Vegas, and fucking Daigo Umahara is in your like opening bracket. It's like, what the fuck am I supposed to do?
1: Yeah, I suppose. But if it was me, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's easy to say when your ankles aren't getting broken out on the ice, but you'd think that you would like you'd be really hungry. Like, you'd really be searching for, like, what's what do I have to do? Like, it feels like I was talking to my father-in-law who's a Flames fan, and he said the only person – and he was the same thing. He was like, what are you going to do, right? Like, what are you going to do? There's so one player out there, and I was like, he's only had six six months ice time on the team. And I was like, what are you going to do? And then he was like, the only player that can beat Connor is Connor," And I was like, well, there you go. Like, there you go. Why aren't they – Instead of like just capitulating to Connor McDavid, it's not a crime
0: that Connor McDavid is such a fucking great player. There's nothing wrong with Connor McDavid being as good as he is. It's not. No, but it's not. It's ridiculous to even like, we're all lucky to just get to fucking witness this
1: shit. But as the opposition, you shouldn't just be like crowning the guy and just like, I don't know it just made no sense to me. And I could just imagine like Sutter hearing that and being like, Oh my gosh, are you serious? Like, <clears throat> I don't know. It's crazy. The Calgary seems like their whole, everything that kind of holds Calgary together right now seems like super frayed. Totally. But that being said, I mean, um, I expect, you know, on Tuesday to see, flames team kind of i've been expecting to see this whole time it's just like
0: i don't know i mean the thing is but
1: maybe they can't play that way like maybe the oilers are just like this is no, a it's, bad it's, matchup the oilers are no. really rolling right
0: now. they're rolling right now but it's it's only three games we got game four i mean uh, one thing that came up in the post games was you know the players basically saying when they went up two one against la they went and had their worst game in game four um, so, I mean, I'm expecting them to come out really strong in game four. I'm predicting the Oilers winning game four, but it's not over yet. And like you said, we haven't seen the Flames play at their best yet. So it's entirely possible that they counterpunch the counterpunch and yeah. make us, you know, make us a little bit nervous here. Cause we still, you know, still a lot of hockey left to play. Um, but we definitely, you know, it's advantage Oilers right now. I would say it's advantage
1: Oilers and the best player in the world is playing. It's like every single game he's getting better, you know?
0: And not to mention right behind him getting almost, I mean, he's still getting love, getting nowhere near as much as Connor, you know, like Connor's got 23 points. Dry saddle's right there with 19. I and know. That's it's closest is Kucherov And on like
1: one leg, like exactly. dry is completely banged up. Although I also thought that in last night's game, he looked better than he has in a long time. I thought,
0: I mean, maybe we can hope he's uh, he's getting a little bit better. I mean, some injuries get better with time. Some injuries. I think he was injured t- treatment.
1: I think he you know. was injured and he was also sick. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, like, well, that's, I think what I, well, that's what I
1: said. Yeah, he was fighting something because there was something going around the room in that LA series. And yeah, and there's some injuries, man, that, you know, they they get better. They aren't necessarily going to last the entire series. And if yeah. it was... Whereas you know, like, like, um, nurses, like
0: nurses injury, for example, though, that's probably only really going to get better once he gets the treatment at the end of the year, you know?
1: Oh, absolutely. Well, it sounded, yeah, he's going to need like surgery, but if it was, um, who was it? The drag dry Mikey Anderson dragged dry down in that LA game. And if that wasn't a high, high ankle sprain, if that was just like, you know, when you mess up your ankle or whatever, like that, like that gets better and it starts healing. If it's not a sprain, Mm-hmm. then uh it starts getting better after like four or five days right and i thought mm-hmm. dry has uh, looked like he's got a little more uh speed in his game mm-hmm. and he's a little more mo- mobile as well i thought oh a breakaway like goals to. he
0: looked he looked mobile enough yeah
1: yeah and like uh the the pass to um to kane where he like waited for that guy to go down and then kind of like he knew he was going to end up uh, on his belly after he made that pass like there was maybe he still made it he was able to make that pass he just looks better to me the last few games uh yeah. he's looked much improved there was a couple games there where, like dry was skating like an old man and he's not mm-hmm. skating like that anymore to me
0: he still played well in those games too just checking in on twitter um dead man rat at dead man rat reaches out to say just want to say i've listened to a few of your podcasts and i enjoy them thank you smile emoji well thank you dead man rat dead rat man let's check in on this guy canada post cooking oilers elk singer songwriter cold beer hot wings i believe we're quite popular amongst the uh, singer songwriter community if i'm not mistaken also check us out on twitter uh the high priest is at high priest oil i'm at handkerchief dy1 i'm going to be posting memes of daryl sutter's face from the postgame uh, with uh, Lucius Aeneas Seneca quotes, the great Stoic philosopher um, pasted on, we got one here, the bravest sight in the world is to see a great man struggling against adversity. Because, you know, the, the flames are going to need some of that Stoicism um, if they don't respond uh, over the next little bit here. Um, I also wanted to ask you, you know, like, I think if, it's, it's worthwhile to kind of look at The guys up and down the lineup, and and really call out, you know, the the ways in which they've surprised you, and the ways you can kind of see them uh, moving the needle. I've been really impressed with
1: Barry. I'm surprised how fucking your Barry is to get
0: into those scrums. Like he's he's like a scrum master.
1: That's true. And you know what? I kind of noticed that throughout the regular season. Like Barry never shied away from that sort of stuff, and it kind of took me by surprise each time it happened, you know, even though it happened like frequently, I was always like, all right, who's in the scrum here? When they're dragging guys out and he was always in the scrum for some reason. He doesn't strike me. Well, no, it's because of the the, scrummy type of guy.
0: Well, you don't know. You wouldn't normally, you don't normally associate a defenseman with a reputation for um, having defensive issues. Let's say it's, you know, I mean, obviously he's a really gifted offensive defenseman, um, but you would think, okay, well, he's, he's got that. So like, he's probably not going to be in the scrums, but no, like he's, he's like Mr. Scrum.
1: He's Mr. Scrum. For me, I think it's, I, I've always thought he kind of looks a little bit like Clark Kent. So I would mm-hmm. ascribe like a um, Clark Kent-esque uh, totally. behavior.
0: Well, he's like a Marvel or, Marvel or a, a DC superhero yeah. character, Mr. Scrum. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, like, I know everyone's saying, okay, you know, blah, 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 blah. But like, I'm a fucking I'm a Tyson Berry guy. I kind of don't give a shit. I mean, he'll I, I like him more when he's when he's playing really well, which he's been playing really well for months. He now, has been he's for been months. Really well. Yeah. Um, and I think there's just a huge cognitive bias with people, and they they really pay close attention to. The defensive miscues, they don't pay attention to the good sticks. You know, he breaks up plays. He blocks passes. He blocks shots. Like, oh man, never, never gets 100%. a lick of credit whenever it
1: happens. 100%.
0: So here's a shout out to uh, Mr. Tyson Berry. I posted this on Twitter. He's got a great profile. I noticed uh, his profile during uh, the media avail today. I think it, I mean, it could go on currency. It's a nice looking profile. He's the supposed
1: coin. to be uh, the funniest guy on the team. Did you know that?
0: Oh, I, I totally believe it. Yeah. For what it's
1: worth, also want to call. I
0: also want to call out. I mean, I'm getting more and more excited by this guy. He still is super young. Still has a super bright future, I think. But like Ryan McLeod, like this is this is at the top of the page when you open the book that reads why you don't trade your second round picks, because this guy, you know, he's on the second power. He's he's centering the second power play. Yeah. Um, he plays up and down the lineup. You know, he still has issues at times, but he skates like the wind. He's got skill. I'm impressed like by his wind. playmaking. I love that guy. I fucking love him. He's going
1: to get one when he busts up the middle like that. Mark my words. He's going to get one during these playoffs where he just flies through everybody. Cause it's happened two or three times and he's lost the puck or like, it's, he kind of hasn't got the shot away or he's been sort of like poke checked at the very last second. Just a matter of time, though. Explosive speed, like when he does that, you remember it for the whole game. You know what I mean? Like so fast, so
0: fast, and graceful. He's got he's got a level of grace that a lot of hockey players. It's it's like it's not really something talked about in hockey, but like a really good hockey player has like a certain amount of grace about the way they move. Yeah, you know, in the skating. Um, Also, you know, we got to bring up. Fucking hymen, like goddamn. Ugh. Look am, next year in Jerusalem. He's the greatest Jewish athlete of all time. I'm just gonna say it right now. You know. Um <laughs> it might be well, I, like, I don't know.
1: It, this it, one's it, good. It, Sandy Koufax, pretty good. I'm
0: not I, but he's not gonna Kofax us. He's not gonna say I won't play on the Sabbath. Sandy Koufax, okay. Maybe, maybe number two after Kofax.
1: Yeah.
0: Um I just fucking love this guy with every fiber of my sports fan heart. Yeah. Um Everything, literally everything he does is magic. It's like the police song, but just like a, a, my regular 24 hour everyday life. Um, yeah. So much heart. The, the Toronto Maple Leafs are so sad to not have this guy anymore. Every other team in the league is wondering why they didn't try and push hard to sign him.
1: No kidding. Um,
0: right? You know, and I also, I think also, you know, this is a bit of he's, sometimes people don't really want to give him tons of credit, but quite frankly, Nuge is a super important part of this team. He's got you know like eight points in ten games. They yeah. they've tried him out on several different lines. He's kind of the guy that plugs in wherever there's kind of like the leftovers for those those other lines. Uh, I thought yeah. his line was looked really good. You know, you give him two players on his wings, and he's he's not he's not gonna fuck up. You know, like he's he's a he 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 breaks up plays. Excellent penalty yeah. killer. Obviously great on the power play. Still love Nuge. Um, no, not getting talked about quite as much with like the sexy new arrivals of like uh, Hyman and Kane making, having such an impact. And obviously Connor and dry getting like so many of the accolades, um, but still there. And then on the defense, like it's so, it's like my perception of our defense, uh, like in September compared to now, like I'm right. so looking forward to having CC on this team for another couple of years. And I'm hoping we Kulak. resign him. Kulak. I want for sure. And he's a hometown boy, so you know they're going to try and sign him. And you know, oh, man. there's a decent chance he's not chance. going anywhere. He was bathed in the fires of the playoffs last year. I think that's something people don't talk a lot about. That's right. But like, he's been like, we've got like, you know, in terms of guys that have been there in the recent past. Um, fuck man, what a great pickup. I think Keith is elevating his play this time of year. Bouchard, so exciting to see him just continue to develop more and more. Um, what a stud that guy is. You know. Um, they already talked about Barry. Did I miss anyone from the back end? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. How how silly does it feel to look back a couple of like a half week to like when everyone was saying, oh, bring up Nima Linen and Broberg and Holloway and yeah, all, all the
1: I, HL guys? I don't know. I mean, I think that. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I think that if the series had kind of gone the way I was thinking it would have gone and Calgary would have been the team that I was expecting them to be bringing up Nima Leinen and maybe wouldn't have been so outrageous, you know what I mean? But the way the series is now and the way these games have gone and just the, the uh, whole tone of the series, like, yeah, there's no need right now to bring them up or really Holloway for that matter. Like, I don't know. It feels like the Oilers haven't had to, um, you know, really adjust. They sort of like small adjustments, I guess, like that's Woodcroft's way. Right. But mm. I don't know. It's it's like, um, the Oilers are playing. I was thinking today, I was watching Florida and Tampa Bay and thinking that like, ideally you want every game to be different, right? Like, uh, unless you're winning all the games, then you want them to be all the same, but you want each game to sort of be its own story. And the Oilers are very much doing that right now. Like they haven't really told the same story twice over 60 minutes. Mm. And uh, it just keeps getting better and better, like more solid. It's like you're maybe not telling the same story. That's not what I mean, but like editing a draft, right? Like you're making edits and edits and it's never the same thing. Like you're never satisfied with Mm. uh your last draft Mm. but the flames to me have been playing like uh even in that dallas series like they're just kind of i don't know they haven't looked like throughout the playoffs they have not looked like the calgary flames that won the pacific division it's which is weird because like that's
0: that's supposed to be the whole deal with them this year with sutter and and yeah, I mean, they were yeah, high scoring teams playing like, playoff
1: know, hockey the whole year, right? Like, that's I know. what we've been hammered over the it's, head with. That's for what that's, 82 that's games, been, that's
0: been the narrative. I mean, uh, yeah, congratulations to the Tampa Bay Lightning. I mean, they're oh my gosh, they're, they're pretty strong out there in the east. Oh, Colorado just tied it up against St. Louis.
1: Yeah, I'm watching that game right now. I think that uh, Tampa Bay is going to be in the Stanley Cup finals. I'll tell you right now, it's I don't see. I don't yeah. see either New York or Carolina having a chance against Tampa Bay.
0: They definitely seem like the one to beat in the, in the East, in the lands of the East. Um, all right, well. And
1: I think it's going to be Carolina, or uh, Colorado in this series, too, as well. Like, I don't really, you know what I mean? Over seven games, do you take the Blues over Colorado? Not a chance. Not a no, chance. Not really. And now without their starting goalie? Forget it.
0: Yeah, no um, way,
1: no way. Yeah. San well, Louis actually, speaking
0: sp- speaking of their starting goalie, um, let's talk about Lucic to top things off. To okay. We'll here. So here, so I mean, Absolutely. I thought I thought it was the kind of thing where he basically was was getting as like obviously a play out of frustration. Um, yeah. And I think it was a dirty play. He didn't really like charge, and that he didn't really like wind up. He tried to stop, but he did. He tried to stop exactly as much as would give him plausible deniability. You know what I mean? Like, it was like he was right on the line. I don't think, I mean, it, it was a dirty play. I think it was bullshit. Um, I don't yeah, necessarily,
1: play.
0: I'm not freaking out that, they, that there wasn't any supplemental discipline or anything, but it's a little well, disappointing. I mean, the, the officiating, that's kind of back to being like a fucking wild card at this point a little
1: bit. Yeah, I mean, I think Luch was going to make contact with Mike Smith on that play. Mike Smith came out and kind of like did a weird little pirouette at the very last second, which put him in an extremely compromised position. And then Luch couldn't really initiate the type of contact he had planned on making. So he sort of tried to ease up. I mean, it was a dirty play. It was more of a dirty thought than a dirty play. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And, uh, but it's still, I mean, the it was the right call. You have to call that because it's, it's the goalie. Like you have to make that call. Mm. But it was uh, also like, yeah, no supplemental discipline or anything like that. But that being said, the Oilers are extremely lucky. Like, don't tell me that your heart wasn't beating a whole lot quicker when you saw Miko Koskinen go into the net <laughs> with eight minutes left and the Oilers like a three goal lead. Like I wanted that fifth goal really bad at that point. Like I kind of thought that the Oilers needed a fifth goal.
0: Mm, I wasn't too worried. We played so well the whole game.
1: Yeah. I, I know, man, but Miko Koskinen had a pretty rough outing last time I saw him.
0: Yeah. We need to surround Mike Smith with priests and healthcare workers. And yeah, um, that's what you I'm know. saying.
1: That's stem mike cells smith.
0: basically like just like bathe them in a big vat of stem cells from here on out and
1: also like mike smith like that was a you know like were you concerned when mike's like when that happened because it didn't look good like mike smith um kind it of, didn't like, hit his head onto the onto no the he didn't
0: he didn't hit his head on the boards though no he didn't hit his head on anything you don't think so it, it was scary he he don't get me wrong
1: into the boards and then a bunch of guys like landed on him.
0: Yeah, I think. I mean, he said in the post game that he didn't hit his head on anything. It just—it looked like he kind of like got like pushed off of his uh, off of his kind of balance there. It was scary for sure. Don't get me wrong; it was scary.
1: Yeah, it was very scary.
0: Um, but I think you know, I'm I'm just going to focus on staying positive and just trying to enjoy the next game as much as possible because I really like the way the team's playing right now, and it's nice that we're at home uh, for Game Four.
1: Um, any final words? No final words. I'm uh, also really looking forward to game four, man. This Blues game might get ugly. Huh? Are you watching this? Um, I'll probably turn it on as soon as we get off. 3-1 here. Colorado now.
0: they oh, scored damn. like,
1: yeah. Uh, really looking forward to game four, obviously. Um, the city is uh, very electric right now. The weather here is also beautiful. It was like sunny all day today, so... um. It feels very good being in Edmonton right now uh, experiencing this. Like, you couldn't really ask for a better results. Flames fans are hurting. And also, I wanted to mention, like, like um, after the, the past two seasons, like, w- w- what we really wanted, I think, was to get out of the first round, right? Like, that was, like, the big thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, there's a feeling right now of um, while the fans still want more, you know, we really obviously won't be satisfied until the Oilers uh, win. But there's this, a real like lightness to uh, the fan support right now where mm. like everyone's just uh, there's no real pressure being put on this team from the fan base, from the majority of the fan base, I'd say. Mm -hmm. i'd say like so it's like uh it's a really good feeling it's extremely positive the environment is like extremely positive i'd say that even on twitter the negativity has been has been lessened by like a good 60 percent shocking yeah